Oh, nipples. Here we are, born to be podcasters, princes of the internet. And of course, this is Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies from our youth and see if they're still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. And this time around, we are watching Highlander from 1986. And this was suggested by our friend Daniel. Our director here is Russell Mulcahy, um, who is a guy who I think has two very different fan bases. There are people who love him from Highlander and those series of movies. And there's people who love him from the new Teen Wolf series. Oh no. He's like a he's a big he's one of the primary directors if not the primary director on he's that series. Got a thing for hairy oh, no. men. Oh no. Guess? I don't know if the Scots are necessarily is, hairy. Is, how really? hairy is the Highlander? Well, I mean Christopher Lambert is French, so not so much. There's a is Sean Connery's in it though, right? I thought I thought French people were stereotypically hairy as well. Just just the women. Are they? I don't know. <gasps> oh. That might be true. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's funny. Uh, so Sean Connery, the Scotsman, plays the Spaniard, and Chris Lambert, the French guy, plays the Scotsman. What the yeah. irony? It's all over the place in this movie. So yeah, our our stars here are, of course. Uh, Christopher Lambert or Christophe Lambert. God. From uh, 3D graphics rendering fame. Lambert. Um, Clancy Brown and, of course, Sean Connery. Christopher Lambert, uh, Chris Lambert, whatever you want to call him, was, uh, I think he got a start. Hashtag Lambert. <laughs> I think he got a start as Tarzan, or he was really recognized first for Tarzan in Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan. But now, if you think of him, you're really only thinking about either Highlander or Mortal Kombat. Oh, he was no. Raiden in the Mortal Kombat. And you're never thinking of Mortal Kombat. Oh. No? Sometimes <laughs> I think of Mortal <laughs> Kombat. Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, that would be interesting to check no, out. No, please yeah. don't make me I'm watch not saying it it's again. Good. You never you've never seen it. What? What was the one I that I saw? Street Fighter. Oh. Oh uh, yep. yeah, I was gonna say most people say Mortal Kombat was a good movie. I wouldn't say it was good. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell. Everyone you. remembers the song. I remember when I saw that movie. It was not too long after they tried to make a Mario Brothers movie, <gasps> and God knows what they were thinking with that. We disaster. should totally watch that. Oh one. yeah, because yeah, I did like that, that as a kid, but I know it's gonna be bad. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat felt like okay. The people who made this movie know what the game is about. Where Mario Brothers was just so not the same thing. It was yeah. weird. It was so weird. Yeah. They took the plumber thing a little too literally. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was weird. Um, so yeah, Clancy Brown, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of Clancy Brown. And he's one of those guys, I think, who you know, but you may not know that you know. Um, he was the head guard in Shawshank Redemption. Oh. That guy. Okay. Um, he was in Earth 2, which was this short-lived oh. sci-fi series in the 90s that I loved passionately and was canceled after the first season. I'm guessing none of you remember I don't Earth 2. No. no. It sounds yeah. like a Battlestar Galactica spinoff. Yeah. 
He's Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page. He's also Lex Luthor in a lot of the yeah. DC um, animated series. And he also has an amazing scrunchy face. You should look at his Wikipedia page, dear listener. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I... so angry. He's like... Mm. <laughs> I actually saw Highlander very, re- very recently because it was... Are you slipping into some very Sean Connery? <laughs> very recently, Highlander. <laughs> Um, I was at the Edinburgh 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 Film Festival. <laughs> I was at the Edinburgh Film Festival back in June or July, and it was the 30th anniversary of Highlander, and so Clancy Brown was actually there doing a Q and A. And it was kind of fun seeing Clancy Brown in a kilt doing Q and A after Highlander in a kilt. Oh yeah, like he, was, he wore it there. He was That's full on. That's awesome. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. So I've got a lot of little nuggets from that Q&A that maybe we'll talk about after the movie. Um, some really fun stuff that came out of that. So, yeah, I've actually kind of seen this recently. And I guess I'll come out and say, I really enjoyed watching it again. <laughs> I, I still love this movie. Um, but- it feels like it has age on it. Like, it's film grain city. Before you tell us what we're going to see... Did you at least mm-hmm. before you rewatched it in July, like prepare your thoughts of what you expected? Can we get that? Oh, can we get that time that, travel perspective? That would have time been travel a smart nachos. thing to do, which I did not do. Well, can you can you mm. remember? You didn't, th- you didn't think about it. No, I didn't really think about the podcast to prepare myself, but I did have kind of a good time in preparation for the movie because I was in Scotland. Tell so us about it. I did go up. I did go up to the Highlands, and I did go to Eileen Donan Castle, which is a castle that you'll see in this movie. And uh, I think it would be a good idea. uh, One of the things I like to do is, like, take pictures, like, recreate pictures from the movie. Oh, awesome. When I travel to places like that. So we'll put some up on Twitter so you can see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It'll be, it's cool to see like Island Donan Castle in the movie and how it is now. Yeah. Oh, you went, you also, didn't you go to some Monty Python locations too? Yeah. I went to a castle that was used, that is currently used in the show Outlander (gasps) and was used in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Do you watch Outlander? I've watched one episode with my mom, and she's coming next weekend, and I have a feeling that we're going to watch a lot more, and I'm very excited. Okay. We should talk Outlander. I'm hooked <gasps> on it You like it? I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, I really do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm preparing, <laughs> but it's, and we have a deeper It's crazy now. if you, when you watch that movie, that is the, or when you watch Outlander, it's the same castle from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Wow. Which was like three different castles in the story of, in Monty Python. Yeah. But it was all the same castle. They just shot from different angles. Oh, wow. The magic of editing. But yeah, we'll, we'll post some pictures on Twitter of, of Island Dunn and Castle. And that, that was pretty fun just to kind of exist in the Highlands for a couple days before seeing the movie. Did you feel like you embraced your inner Sean Connery and <laughs> really, did you buy a kilt? I did not buy a kilt, but I did buy a, a lambswool scarf. Oh, I thought you were going to say a sword, and I was going to get really excited. Oh, no, you were going to say and... like wool undies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> no, you don't wear undies when you wear the kilt, so. Oh, kilt no. is undies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kilt equals undies. <laughs> Me, kilties. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I, it's hard to say what you guys are going to feel, but I think this is. It still feels like a very good movie 
but locked in a certain time and place. Okay. I think that's going to be the feeling. That, that time have, is several which, hundred years ago, the place, Scotland. Well, have, have you guys, which of you have seen this movie? Uh, so I, I've seen I it like a long time ago when I was very young. Okay. But I don't know if I've seen, actually, I don't know if I've seen the movie or the TV show. Mm. And I don't know how different they are, except that my I remember the TV show being like the kind of long that I was never certain if it was ever going to end. Yeah. Like it was, it was a very long, like slow moving show. Yeah, I have weird issues with the TV show and the other movies that we'll have to talk about after There's watching the movie. More movies? There were, yeah, many movies. Wow. Yeah. Which we'll talk about after we see this, because my feelings involve spoilers. <laughs> so, do you think you're going to like it, Brett? Or do you have nothing to go on? So, I mean, I have a, a little bit of faith in the uh, the cinematic movie-making process that they took all of the cool and interesting things that they dispersed throughout the show, and I'm expecting all of them to be in the two hours or whatever that this movie is. Like, because mm, there's... Condensed. there's promise for greatness because it's cool it's a cool idea like the there can be only oneness of it and i'm excited I, i'm excited to see it i think it's going to be entertaining that's that's where i'm going with it yeah i mean the concept of the story is really like your your 15 year old male dream you know there's sword fighting and i don't know crazy stuff i don't want to talk about because my feelings have spoilers but it's very geared towards adolescent boys i think so I'm gonna love it. I don't know. You might still really like it. <laughs> just what kidding. about I like adolescent swords. fantasy lovers? Because that's secretly what I am deep down inside. That that did not sound like what. <laughs> yeah, what, what adolescent fantasy? Love adolescent fantasy. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Re I, I rescind that comment. <laughs> I guess I never thought of this as a fantasy story, but maybe it is. Oh. Have you seen no, it? No, I haven't. <laughs> do you have feelings at all predictions the, at all just about the only thing i know about this movie is the uh robot chicken spoof with hillary duff and Lindsay lohan and their whole there can be only one and that is about as far as my knowledge goes did you enjoy that oh i thought it was funny yeah but i didn't know what they were referencing <laughs> so maybe you'll like this so yeah yeah i think i have kind of expectations more in line with outlander which might mm -hmm. set me up for a little bit of disappointment. Yeah, very, very different stories. Yeah. Granted, they're set in the same location, but very different stories. Mm -hmm. So, Ash, one thing I did forget to mention, this movie is like wall-to-wall -wall Queen and Michael Kamen. <gasps> and that is something that I did not get wrong about the music. <laughs> this is all Queen oh, and Michael we're Kamen. Gonna find if out. you're wrong, we're going to so, be really you did just watch it's it, too, though. It's too recent for him to be that wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I grew up on this music. Like this is Wow. This is the well, genesis excited. of me loving Queen. So you haven't seen it, right, Ash? I no, before you gave me any of this No, I haven't seen it. Before you <laughs> gave me this information on it, I literally just knew that there was a movie named Highlander. And only because you said, I'm in Scotland where they filmed it, did I know it has anything to do with Scottish. Okay. I, l I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know how I missed it. I don't even really feel like I've heard of it before. Okay. So to hear that there was like a TV show and multiple movies is super surprising to me. 
Yeah. And to hear that it has my boy Sean Connery in it, and yeah. I didn't know. So. Sean Connery and Queen Sean, music. Sean well, Connery. Sean Connery. How could it be bad then? All right. So you you don't Sean Connery has done that have been bad. (laughs) (laughs) Some things in here don't react too well to bullets. (laughs) What was that other Sean Connery movie where he like played a king and like rescued this chick from like slavery or something? Really? I don't know. know. All right, fine. It's a real movie. I swear. Are you sure you're not talking about uh, Sean Connery's real life? That would be epic. <laughs> I was actually watching the biography of Sean Connery. Okay. Really? No, not really. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the story of Sean Connery. <laughs> Narrated by Sean Connery. Sean Connery was born in Scotland. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know the basic concept of the movie? I don't know anything. Okay. So I don't know what you mean when fresh. you say there can only be one. I'm assuming there can only be one Highlander, but I that means nothing to me, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything. I don't e- I don't know how to like even form an expectation for a movie that I know literally nothing about. Well, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, I love going into stuff knowing absolute zero. Yeah, this is your Nick experience. I'm actually we were just talking about Hunt for the Wilder People. Which yeah. is a movie that I don't know anything about the story. I just know I love that director. It's so, so good. It's I'm a completely on board. Brand new movie by Taka. What's his last name? Taika Waititi. Ta- yeah. So he is the director of What We Did in the Shadows. Or oh. What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. So it's and he's another... done a lot with the Flight of the Concords guys. Mm-hmm. So it's another film by him, and it's it's just really really good. That's exciting. Yeah, we didn't know anything about it either. We just watched it the other night, and it's like. It's got like a 95% rating and it's well-deserved. Cool. We'll have to check it out. We really enjoyed um, what we do in the shadows. Me too. It's quite a different movie though. So don't. Is it serious? It's not as like. It's a bit more serious. It's still funny, but it's more. It's not like that slapstick humor. So what do you think you're going to get out of this, Bryce? So as a kid, I remember feeling like the character motivation was kind of weird in this movie. Because Ariel, like, literally knows nothing about the people on the Highland. And she gives up everything, like, her entire life just to get to this Highland where she just, like, doesn't know anything. And it just, I don't know, it felt really unmotivated. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm curious to see if I have a different opinion now. Okay. All right. So we're going to watch Highlander. Uh, We're going to rewatch Highlander. So you might want to pause the podcast, watch the movie, and uh, join us when we're finished. And uh, we'll see if it actually is still any good. Who wants to live forever? I probably just peaked just now on the mic. <laughs> I thought you and said peed life. at first. <laughs> Why are you peeing on my mic? I just peed a little bit. I love that movie so much. Oh, God. Did you pee your kilt? <laughs> <laughs> I think if you peed your kilt, you just, you're just peeing right on the ground. That's probably what they did all the fucking time. It, like kept the overspray from getting everywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like it's like a sneeze guard. <laughs> it just seems so convenient. You could just be like having a conversation oh, with somebody and doing your business. On. Oh my god! It's a literal mud flap. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
gross. Wow. Sorry, guys, I went there. Wow. I kept thinking, like, I was like, they're wearing a kilt and riding horses without underwear. They have a thing for horses. Uh, it's got to be painful, right? You know, when uh, I was talking to my brother about unicycling, because I, I ride a unicycle, and he was saying, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't want to sit on my nuts. To which I had to respond, you know I don't sit on my nuts, right? <laughs> like, like, how do you sit on a unicycle any differently than you sit on a bike? Like, it's right. the same it's seat. Not, like, do you just see unicyclists and you just imagine they're all just sitting on their nuts? That's weird. So when I saw this movie at the uh, Edinburgh Film Festival and Clancy Brown was there to do the Q&A, I think he had the best response immediately after the movie. He said... I didn't remember how 80s that was. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite 80s scene was in the very beginning when he, like, stepped on the Coke can really dramatically. <laughs> mm. I was like, yeah. there is no reason for this. You That's know, what I said, too. I was like, this is so overly dramatic for no yeah. reason. Well. That's that's the interesting part to me as I'm watching it. Like I know all of the uh, the the backstory and the reasons for why all these things are happening, and it looks like to you guys it looks like this dramatic over the top thing. But you don't know at the beginning of the movie that he can sense the presence of another immortal, and he knows this fight is about to happen, and that's why. So he's he all steps weird. on a coke can. Like, well, come on. That was just trying to get a interesting shot they were that was the uh the, it was a plant for the uh when he accidentally stepped on it again later when that chick was looking for the sword when he was in the parking garage oh, oh nice yeah but it, but it was like that's what i mean by over dramatic just yeah. for the purpose of being over dramatic well i think watching this movie i'm feeling like this this guy can move a camera like, th this felt like a young director with a lot of talent trying some stuff and some of it really paying off and some of it not. You know? I will agree because it definitely felt like a first-time director to me. Like, yeah. he was doing, like, film school stuff that I was like, oh. But, like, <laughs> did, like the 80s-ness of it, though, like, the, the, the final chase scene through her apartment... Uh, that crazy fisheye lens, like chase yeah. scene, and Where all of her, her red hue. Yeah, she left her Phillips hue bulb set to red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I actually really appreciated the awesomely eightiesness of the uh, the villain. Totally. Uh, oh, like, he was great. Yeah, it was. He was like I think the best part of the movie because it was like super eighties, but also like a really well like fleshed out cre like creepy villain. Mm-hmm. He was, in my opinion, the best and only best part of the film. That's really interesting. Like, I noticed you're really enjoying Kurgan. Yeah. I think he is really fun. But it's it's interesting. Like, you just don't like McLeod at all. Well, no, because he like, he, like, comes on screen. And the first time we see him, it's just like, why did you even buy tickets to this wrestling match if you're hating it? Like, what? And then... He, he, we have this like over the top fight scene with horrible sword choreography. But anyway, but like he, he himself, I never once felt invested in his character, mm. you know, like right away. Like I, I actually had this problem with like the Bourne movies okay. because like he's very like flat, you know, the whole time. Yeah. And like he was very flat 
the whole time, except for when we're back in the day when right. he first started. And that guy I liked. Yes. That okay, guy good. I liked. I'm glad you came around to that. But it just, every time we flashed to the present, I was just like, I don't, this I, is not the part of the movie that I want to see. I, I think totally he's playing agree. this this note of, I've been through all this shit and I'm just completely destroyed and burnt out by all the shit I've been through for 500 years. Right, but it doesn't make me emotionally attached uh, to the yeah, character. Or maybe it was a little more of a, uh, uh, hello, I am Tommy Wiseau, director of Room, and now I star in Highlander. Uh, <laughs> there can be only one. Have you seen my friend, Sean Connery? He plays a Spaniard. Which <laughs> makes no sense. But I actually think... The the thing it's funny that you guys say eighties and I mean I totally agree eighties yes but to me the whole movie screamed live action anime the entire time which I'd never hmm. made that connection yeah. until you said it everything about this is anime including the eighties ness of it is very like that period like anime like mm. it's and the there's even the part in the end where he's like who and it cuts to like multiple different angles of him doing the same yeah. arm raise thing Kanida. which is very very That's anime so... like yeah that felt a little more so... like they were trying to work within the bounds of like maybe if we cut fast enough they won't notice the wires <laughs> holding him up maybe oh, yeah. Yeah. cut now I saw cut wires. now oh my cut god now. i can see him cut now like <laughs> But, when, like, everything about, like, the over-the-topness of it and, like, yeah. I don't know. It just kind of, like, reminded me of, like, Trigun a little bit and, like, I, I you know, there's other animes, too. But it just, it felt like I was watching live-action anime. Like, they their swords hit, like, cement and for some reason there's, like, explosions. Sparks, like, yeah. why? Why are there explosions? Because swords? the was folded 200 times. That's his <laughs> metal, but the exist. other guy, like, what the fuck? You know, I so I grew up on this movie, and I didn't really make the connection until I saw it just a couple months ago. And I'm curious how blatantly obvious this is, but you know, I was saying this is like the 15 year old boy's dream. Like you've totally. got your your sword fight stuff, but then then there's the quickening, which is clearly an orgasm. Oh my god, <laughs> right? I said that too. The first time I was like, oh damn, there's his O face. Like yeah, every oh. time every time they get head. It was yeah. O-Face, you're right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But, you know, another thing I didn't notice until this, this recent viewing was all of the, when, when they do cut off somebody's head in the past, like 500 years ago, and there's a quickening, it wasn't as intense as the quickening in 1985. That's which because tells if, you, when you wait longer, uh, it's, it's it more builds. intense. More, t- well, more yeah, tension. I mean, if, if every, well... <laughs> but every time you kill an immortal, you get their power and all of the power they've absorbed from others that they've killed. So by the time it comes down to Connor and Kurgan, it's just the most powerful O-faces of all of the immortals. <laughs> they've had 500 years of experience. I was kind of disappointed about that. Like, they kept talking about, like, there's going to be this time where we're all going to come together and have this big battle. And it was like, nope, it's just you and the guy from the beginning of the movie. No. It was Fazil and Castigir. We saw Connor kill a dude. We saw Kurgan kill a dude and narrowed it down. Yeah, I was, I was sad that his friend got murdered. And there was a guy in Jersey before the movie. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like they all gathered together 
and it was like like a battle. one fight with like yeah. eight different people. Yeah, like, can you imagine the terrible sword choreography in that yeah, fight? That would be really bad. I just imagine it'll be like that fight scene from uh, the Will Ferrell news movie. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, Anchorman. Yeah. Anchorman. Thank you. Too. Yeah. That'd be so good. I'm I'm sure you guys didn't notice that Castigear, the the guy, his friend on the bridge, mm-hmm. was the Queen Amidala's uh, captain oh. of the guards. Oh. Yeah, same dude, Hugh Quarshi. Wow. Yeah. I, I really liked his character for the 10 seconds we got to see him. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, you can say, like, well, there was that dude and that dude. You mean those dudes that we spent mm-hmm. no time with and, emo- like, had no emotional investment? Like, that's a good point. Like, it would have been fun to spend more time with other with characters. With other guys. Yeah, yeah, like, that would have been really interesting. You yeah, know, like, like, the premise that they set up is that there's... Uh, like there could be a huge ensemble cast like yeah. all together yucking it up fighting evil but like they just kill them off one by one off screen or like in silence yeah and it was kind of like it was the interesting dynamic they were building with him and sean connery where it's like what happens when these two guys who are like friends have to face off mm-hmm. and then they don't I I do love that moment where they're doing the training and connor finally gets his sword away from him and it's like are you going to cut his head off now? Yeah. Because he could. He could have taken it right then. Speaking of, I have a plot question. Okay. <laughs> so if the only way to kill them is to cut off their head, why did the Kurgan guy not just cut off his head in the beginning? Why did he just stab him in the belly? He was rearing up to cut his head off when Dougal tackled him. Okay. And but that wasn't s- the question. Why did he like, not just why cut wasn't off his, his head? Strike the, yes. The head? It wasn't framed 100%. Maybe it was like a bad angle. No, he literally, we cut to a wide and he's like, ah. He just stabs him in the belly. He's, he's cocky. He likes to make a moment of it. Yeah, like when he's he killed Sean. It. Yeah, when he killed Sean Connery, he like obviously had him bested and didn't kill him right away. He does he, it for the pageantry. Yes. He and like, he was, I think he was obviously hunting weak immortals. Yeah. He thought, but this how did guy he doesn't know? even. Because they can was... sense each other. Oh. Even on the battlefield, Connor was having a bit of the quickening, but didn't know what it was. So, okay, here's <laughs> here's a there's a couple of questions, and I just remembered this one from that scene. How did everyone else know? Well, Kurgan had a deal with the Frasers. Remember, he said, "There's one named Connor among them. He's mine." Yeah, there's so, there's one named Connor among them in Scotland. It's like, yeah, yeah probably. How no, did he like, know? <laughs> I mean. I, How do I, all those guys know which one is Connor? I, I can't speak with a ton of confidence, but from what I've seen of Outlander, all of the all of these clans know each other, oh. and they have okay. these long, outstanding beefs. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess uh, when there's only like a hundred people in existence, as far as you know, yeah, <laughs> they're all on the battlefield. That makes sense. I, I was gonna say because all the men on the battlefield kept going, Connor. That's Connor. true. Yeah, yeah. Don't Connor. Yeah. <laughs> So what I want to know, I have a question. I so want to know questions. what happens. What happens when an immortal loses his arm? Like, does yeah. he grow it back or does he just turn into the guy from Monty Python? Like, it's only a flesh wound. I actually super like that question. And if, if we were making Highlander today, like, I would love to have that character in a movie. Yeah. But, like, just imagine uh, the immortal that's just, he has no more limbs. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> well, Aww. 
if somebody's cut out, cut off four limbs are going to take his head. I, Man, I, that I really explains somebody, the Black Knight. But I could see somebody losing an arm but still winning the rest of the fight, and now he's an immortal going through life without an arm. That'd be a cool make him more character. badass. Yeah. He gets a bionic arm. No, I think Ooh. it's like, because that guy has the scar around his neck. So yeah. like it, it heals, it self-heals. So I feel like if you're a Highlander and you lose your arm, if you hold your arm back up to itself, it'll reattach. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I think it would work. I but would buy that. I yeah. would, actually. I, I want to know like what happens, like the World War II stuff. What if he like stepped on a landmine? And completely obliterates? Yeah. yeah does that count as decapitation? It, these are all the same questions you would ask of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I had this thought watching it. Um, do you remember the really awesome, like, Civil War uh, Wolverine backstory scene from uh From whichever... the beginning. Yeah, from, like, the very beginning of yeah. the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Uh, was that just, like, so much, like, way cooler than a lot of the, the backstory of this? Yeah, if you're saying that filmmaking has evolved to be much... <laughs> More solid in the action, absolutely. Well, just yeah, like, like I don't know, the, the, the Wolverine's immortality is is I think a little more fun than Highlander's like angsty. Well, not but Wolverine's really angsty. I don't know what's the difference. Why is well, it better? Well, the difference is is like Wolverine shows emotion. Like this guy was just stone face like mm -hmm. the whole time except for in the flashbacks he's enigmatic and it's like wolverine <laughs> you know he has i don't mean to be shitting on your movie nick uh, <laughs> no and i think it's it's all fair criticism and i think it is part of the our science experiment here i think it's you know this is 86 and the terrible wolverine movie was what 2007 or 8 or something yeah and that like, movie sucked but that one scene was but that awesome. opening sequence was great yeah so it's I think you're just seeing better filmmaking in certain ways, you know, not, not to know. say I across think, the board, but I, I just think it was a poor choice by the actor. I don't know yeah. that it's like a filmmaking decision. I think it was the actor's decision. Well, I think we're talking about two parts and Nash, I think you're right. Like that. I don't think Lambert did a great job as an actor, mm -hmm. but comparing the Wolverine action sequences to, the action sequence is this. Gotcha. That's a different story. But yeah, I think ultimately the story is better here than in the Wolverine movie, but the Wolverine movie just had better action. Though so you could, I mean, you could make that argument that like, oh, well, you know, filmmaking has evolved and that's why the action sequences are better here. But go back and watch The Drunken Master with, you know, Jackie Chan. There's amazing action sheet yeah. sequences. Like, well, I don't even so think we need to leave this movie to make that argument because the Scotland stuff was also really cool. Uh, yeah. I, it was like everything outside of their Scotland backstory was uh, like one-on-one yeah. -on -one fighting. And it's like they they didn't have the budget to like do a World War II scene where there was m more than one Nazi that he was fighting or like, I, I don't know. It just felt, it felt very uh, sparse. You know, What's interesting about that World War II scene is that was not in the theatrical cut. We just saw the director's oh. cut. Oh. And I prefer to not have it. I don't like yeah, that scene. Yeah, it was so out of place. The only thing it does for me is it lets me know that he's been taking care of Rachel since she was a child. Where before I saw that scene, I thought he had had some relationship with her. Yeah. Like romantically. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, in fact, I even said when we watched it, I was like, 
oh, we need to explain something. Let's cut to an exposition yeah. flashback. And boy, did they cut to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally. Like that huge, expl- like the, the frame exploded. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they they like their clever transitions for those flashbacks, but that I was mean, probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. some of them are kind of cool. Like yeah. the fish tank to the like lake. That was, was cool. great. And I oh, think yeah, I the very first one. one from the parking garage and the camera just comes yeah. up into the moors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were some cool transitions for sure. But there was that one shot where he's lying bleeding on the battlefield and then it cuts to an overhead shot that was so grainy. Oh, yeah. It's like they oh. switched to 16 millimeter or something. But yep. it was the compositing because they pulled out of his eyeball for the transition. Yeah, it was so bad. There was a lot was of rough. film grain. I don't know. It kind of, I'm, I kind of liked it it's though. It's crazy. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Grain is appropriate in some places. Yeah. <laughs> also, Sorry. back on the action thing, I feel like a lot of the action in this movie, when it was in the modern times, was very video game and feeling. Like mm-hmm. that whole end shot was like, static you know you didn't really go into the fight you were looking at it as if like a video game screen and then it had that flat background with those windows that were painted very mortal Kombat. yeah 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 yeah. except that was one of the one of the cooler camera moves is like they had the camera on that rolling dolly just skating skating across but it was still framed from that side like a mortal Kombat game yeah they never flipped they never did a you know over uh, you know over the shoulder or anything it was just wide shot wide shot i think that was the the issue with it was they cut from wide shot to wide shot and never like varied it because that shot was really cool they had a few over the shoulders because like when she hits him with the pipe yeah we we cut to like over the shoulders but yeah it wasn't like when they were fighting he's like oh what took you so long yeah I don't know. I you liked know, the wide shot framing because I feel like now, just thinking back to like Avengers, it gets a little confusing with all these close ups and you don't get a real sense of like mm-hmm. how the fight is going down. Exactly. And I felt very grounded in this. Like I knew what was going on, I knew who had the upper hand. Which uh, to go full circle back to Jackie Chan is the is Jackie Chan's logic in a lot of his films. If you watch a lot of his films, the action takes place in wides so that you can see what's actually happening. Yeah, and I th- but uh, to compare again to Jackie Chan is uh, the his films have really really awesome choreography, and yeah. I feel like some clever editing close ups might have actually added to the impact of a couple of the fight scenes. Yeah. Be- because they Be- were just not. Yeah, they were just a little like flailing, like <laughs> like the the back alley fight be- uh, between. Um, oh yeah, it, yeah, and like the guy drives by in the car, and the last time we saw that guy, it was on the bridge and they were like having a good time. And then they're like, let's go off and like do something together. And so I thought this was like them practicing them practicing because they were, because they were totally pulling punches and like, it was a weak ass sword fight is what it was. And Mm. so this guy gets out and like, Oh no, wait, they're really fighting. And it's the bad guy. Oh shit. And then, then it became serious. But yeah, I think the, the framing of the fights kind of hurt the, the, the movie a little bit. What I did love about that. And like growing up, I watched this on a terrible quality VHS and this was a really good remaster. Like, I saw things, saw details I've never seen before. But I love how everybody has different swords. And I didn't notice until this time, but Castigear had this curved scimitar. Hmm. And it was badass. Like, they're all fighting with swords, but they're all different swords. Even yeah. Connor trades up to uh, Ramirez's katana when he dies. 
Mm-hmm. So you've got a Highlander with a with a katana. I yeah. Just, yeah, I love that. There's a lot in this movie to like. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm. I like the idea of the movie. And I, I honestly, like, I mean, I wasn't aware that there were multiple movies. So I'm curious to know, like, yeah. is there a more modern day remake? Because I think a modern day remake of this would be really interesting. So Do this you- is where I said my... My spoiler spoilers, my feelings have spoilers, whatever it was. Because, yeah, I've always taken issue. Like, Highlander 2 is a piece of shit. Like, they come back from the planet that they go to when they die. It's like, it's what? fucked up. Yeah. Oh. Now, the TV show is interesting because it's Duncan McCloud. They just restart the story with a different Highlander. Oh, okay. And so it's not the same story, and it's carrying on on a longer timeline. But somehow Connor McCloud pops up in it at some point. Hmm. And then they start making movies with Duncan that have Connor in them. And things get really weird and muddy. Hmm. They kind of painted themselves in a corner here by ending yeah. the story. Yeah, because like at the end of this, I was like, how is there a second one? Because he just, they're all, he killed them all. Yeah. So you might like the TV series, but there, there is some talk of a remake. I just, I don't know if it's going to get off the ground or not. Because, like, there is a lot to like. I like the There's idea of it. There's a lot of potential. There's of, like, this character who's, like, multiple characters who have lived forever mm-hmm. and gone through different time periods. Like, I love that idea. But like Brett was saying, I don't feel like they really, like, utilized it to the full potential they yeah. could have. Yeah. Like, I – watching this – uh, it's one of those things where like I really want to be like in this world of like like where h- how do they know the the mythology of their own shit because like who told the first guy you know like yeah there's a lot of qu- like why do they need to kill everyone I yeah, don't why, understand that well, either they said they said that like it has something to do with like the universe and if the good guys win then the universe is good and if the bad guy wins then it like spins off into terribleness yeah but that was right? like they were dangling the carrot of this awesome prize uh and then like they just speed shouted it during that very loud final sequence uh after the fight yeah. and like it was i mean if they didn't take several minutes to explain it afterwards i, I would have been lost and then and then he has this awesome prize and he's like oh and now i can have children and live a normal life. Yeah. And but I can also like hear all these people's thoughts and I could do a lot of good with it. But you know, I'm just gonna fuck you in a field in Scotland like I was doing in the beginning of the film. Like, what is he gonna do with this prize? He's just maybe fucking he a girl in Scotland said, again. He would have done he's, something after that. Yeah, he said he's gonna help people connect better. But like, how? Like <laughs> later. I feel like just like the character, that's such a like shallow statement without like any depth or like what does that even mean? Like, you know, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that or even like, I don't even know what that means. It's you Tommy know? Wiseau's Highlander. So I, I've got a, a theory about Kurgan. I'm curious to see what you guys think of this. I don't think Kurgan wanted or expected to win the last fight. Oh, I don't think so either because he was like smiling, right? Yeah, I think he always knew I'm going to have my fun. I'm going to go crazy. You know, I'm going to get fucked up, but I can't win this thing. That would be terrible. So I don't that's know the end of the road for me. He thought that he can't win this thing. In my opinion, I think it was just he didn't care. 
if he won or didn't, mm-hmm. he just, you know, he was he was just going to He had his He fun. just didn't give a fuck. He was just going to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah I mean they they flat out has had him say that in the movie, you know, better to burn out than to fade away. away. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Which is a I think a Neil Young lyric that Clancy Brown threw in there. Oh, and they're nice. like, "All right, that's cool. We can leave it." Yeah, I mean it worked really well in that scene. I really wanted to take when he's like walking through his hotel. I just have this image of taking all that footage and making like an Airbnb commercial. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> because you've had an Airbnb in New York that oh was probably God, like yeah. that. <laughs> Welcome to Airbnb. So and I, I just another piece of like wanting to know more of the lore and wishing that they explained it better. That in the church scene, when he's like, uh, remember what Ramirez taught you, like, don't hit me in church. Uh, that <laughs> totally, that totally came off as a like, you could totally hit me and kill me right now. Yeah. Like, the rules he aren't magical rules, they're just like honor rules. Yeah. He said that another time too, didn't he? Where he was like, remember what, rem- like it w- wasn't even in the church i thought where it was like it it was like clear where he he was almost helping him where he was like you know remember your training as opposed to cuz he's clearly egging him on but he's also like you know don't cuz i took it as like don't lose your head you know <laughs> just their little catchphrase they keep throwing out there but not like the literal sense like don't because remember he was like don't get angry because if you get angry you lose your guard and everything and so i took it as like remember what ramirez taught you like you can't yeah you've got to focus like i always took it like he wanted the ultimate fight like he's kind of looking for the ultimate um opponent like if you get to the point I saw him as like he's got to the point where like no one is a match for him anymore and he just wants to fight a worthy opponent and it's like he almost does very Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like it's very anime. You know, the whole thing is so anime. I can't believe like if you loved this, like you should have seen anime, Nick, because it just would have been like you just would have loved it. Should have seen just, the whole genre of anime. All of it. You, have I you just watched love the anime? <laughs> the anime, Nick. You would I, love the anime. I do love the idea of a, a villain who just doesn't want to win. He's just an agent of chaos and is not necessarily driven to win. I think yeah. he's just kind of driven to, like, that. he wants to find a worthy opponent. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah uh, it's very, very much like uh, the the echoes of the the Ledger Joker. Yeah, you know. Yes. Like, yeah. He's just he there doesn't want to wanna kill Batman. The, the he just chaotic, wants to have like I don't like that the chart. chaotic evil. So yeah, I learned I learned a few very interesting little nuggets from that Q and A at that screening with Clancy Brown. Do tell one of one of them is uh, do you think you could guess their first choice to play Kurgan? David Bowie. <laughs> oh, <God>. no. <laughs> no it's who was the i'm blanking on the actor's name mel gibson from oh. lethal weapon oh god <laughs> <laughs> so the guy they wanted was arnold schwarzenegger oh. no 
And he it's, had just done Terminator, and he really wanted to not do a bad guy again. It's which I think that could have been really interesting. Yeah, but like it would have been so. The whole movie would have just been terrible accents. Yeah. Oh but god. I, I yeah. think the terrible accents are good. It's no. like when that cop asked him, "Where are you from?" He says, "Lots of different places." I think it makes sense for them you to see, be all over the place. We explained it in the script when I said I am from many places because, you know, it's easier than trying to actually do a Scottish accent because, I mean, in the movie, I'm only from Scotland, but, yeah. I, you know, I said many places. I would buy, like, they've been alive so long they no longer have an accent. Sure. Everybody but, has like, an accent. Right, but maybe he has an accent for the place that he's living in now because he's mm. lived in New York for hundreds of years. Like, whatever. I would buy that. Sure. It would but have been I don't cooler, buy for sure. a Scottish guy with a fucking French accent. In the flashback stuff, he really Swedish. should have had a Scottish accent, and he did not. Yeah. Like, that, that was rough. Not at all. <laughs> And, then and like, Sean Connery rolls up on his horse and is yeah, like, Ramirez, <laughs> Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, chief metallurgist to King Charles V of Spain. Don't be <laughs> fooled by the Ramirez. I'm from Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who do you think was their first choice to play Connor? Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hit, hit us. What is it? Sean Connery. Ah. Which would have made sense. Yeah, like, I was watching the film, and I was like, why didn't these guys switch roles? How did they see the guy that they got and not think, wow, this was bad? Right. <laughs> well, so Sean Connery didn't want to do that role. He wanted to be the teacher. And basically, if you have Sean Connery interested in any role, you take him in, in whatever he wants to do. <laughs> and I do think he's a great teacher, but yeah, it's a bummer that you've got a movie about a Scottish guy. You've got a Scottish actor, and he's playing the Egyptian slash Spaniard. Okay, all right, all right. So let's back up here and put yourself in the shoes of the of the filmmaker. So you have the movie script. You want Sean Connery in it. He doesn't want to play the part you want him to play. He wants to play the teacher. All right, fine. Give him the role of the teacher. You don't have to keep the teacher Spanish. Slash you Egyptian. Have, you could have made him Scottish. Yeah. Why did he have to be fucking right. Spanish still? Like, that is just poor filmmaking. And why did you cast a French guy as a Highlander? Yeah, like, what? No. <laughs> and also, like, I just, I really didn't like Connery in this. No, like, he's bad. Not he's a moment like a of it. Horrible I did actor. like him. I liked it. Like, there was so much more of the movie that I liked, in, in, but mostly the bad guy. But uh, Connery's thing, like, so much of it came off as just ham like i think connery was playing the part of basil exposition yes you know and and it was important and you needed a guy like connery to give the weight to it you know why does the sun rise he, he was playing that part of of basil expedition oh, in a movie like that, that they shouldn't have had basil expedition in yeah oh but, i thought you, were you talking said about you the didn't other guy. like sean connery no, I liked Sean Connery. I didn't like the main guy. Oh. Connor? Yeah. See, I heard Connor. Oh, yeah, no, oh. no. It was Connery for me. Like, at least, I, I feel like they they kind of made the Connor stuff work eventually. Uh, and it was just, like, his weird, ambiguous accent that was throwing it for me. But, like, Connery was the most overacted actor in the movie. And in such a way where it was, like, 
it eclipsed everyone else's performance as like <laughs> the I am it's John Connery and like huge everywhere. And then even in the, even in his uh, uh, Obi Wan flashback, you know, like don't lose your head. And I don't know. It was just it was all too, it was too cheesy for me. See, to me, yeah. I thought I just found his complete and total Scott Scottishness distracting. Yeah. with the outfit <laughs> he's wearing, like both distracting. But like I didn't necessarily hate him or his acting, but what I did hate was I hated Connor's acting. I just didn't think he was great. Or maybe it was maybe it was just the outfit, Ed, because that outfit. I think it was the outfit, because like if he had just been me. wearing a normal thing and had been like a normal thing for a Scottish person, and he had been Scottish, it would have been fine. Well, they were like out on the beach, like running on the beach. Okay, and, that like, that scene Con- was awful. Yeah, yeah. That, Connor, oh, I love that. Connor's scene. got like appropriate like you know poor people scottish beach wear and then connery's still out there in like the full fucking ridiculous (laughs) spanish get up with like peacock feathers and shit yeah well because he's a he's a fancy lad you know he's lived (laughs) for a thousand years and he's made his money and now he works for the king of spain and he's a what did kurgan called him an effete snob like that's that's who he is that makes sense all right. Like Gosh, I can get on board. Like if you've got Sean Connery, he should be Scottish. Yeah, I would prefer to keep that character this weird Egyptian Spanish mix, even if you needed to get a different actor. You know, because I think that's more interesting. If it was just two Highlanders from different generations hanging out, that wouldn't have been as interesting as a teacher situation. Question: Didn't Sean right. Connery start out by saying that they were both McClouds? No. no, he just said we're brothers. Maybe we are. Brothers. Oh my god, he did say what they're if, brothers. What if brothers in that as... were immortals? Oh, okay. What if you read Connery's whole part as him doing a really patronizing Scottish accent? <laughs> That's what <laughs> he's he thinks. making fun of the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you talk, is it? We're <laughs> well, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make you feel comfortable. There we go. Okay, I'm okay with it now. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess it turns out that Clancy Brown was the best part of this movie. He really was. So, apparently, so, Russell Mulcahy did some music videos with Sting. Oh, God. apparently Sting was pals with Clancy Brown. So, when the whole Schwarzenegger thing didn't work out, he's like, I know another giant dude who's an actor. You should check out this guy. So, Sting is the guy who got Clancy Brown the job in this movie. How tall is he? Cause he, I did not, I did not dude. know that he was so tall. And at one point, he stands up next to the priest, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, if you think about where else you've seen him, like in Shawshank Redemption, if he's standing next to Tim Robbins, who's also one of the tallest motherfuckers out there, you wouldn't yeah. even notice. Hmm. But yeah, I think he's a pretty big dude. He was in Daredevil season two. Wait, you hold could on, really I still tell have his really Wikipedia big. loaded. He he looked a lot in that final fight, like a uh, uh, Nux. Nux oh. from Mad Max. Oh, which one was that? The bald, the the bald guy, the 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 war boy that would turn good. I don't oh. think he looks like him. That guy looks kind of mousy. That character so much. He's six <laughs> four. That's pretty tall. It is pretty tall. He's only two inches taller than my dad. Your dad's pretty tall though. My dad is pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> my dad could beat up your dad. Clancy Brown could beat up your dad. All right, so let's get some some final thoughts. Ash, it seems like 
you liked some and didn't like some? Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite movie. Uh, I th- I think I really liked the idea, and I I really liked the idea. It just felt like it wasn't fleshed out mm-hmm. like enough. It felt like the characters weren't fleshed out enough, and it feels like like Brett was saying the lore isn't fleshed out enough. Like I would like to know more. Um, and I kept thinking it would make like either it would make a really awesome like uh remake nowadays i think or the other thing i kept thinking was like this should be a book because i feel like in a book they Mm. could really like slow down time and like expand upon and you could like you know go through his different lives in different time periods um you might like the tv series yeah i guess i guess i'll have to check it out it seems like somebody else had the very idea that you're talking about okay let's slow it down and let's was it five seven years on it, it went for a while like it's yeah i mean there's a lot of like interesting ideas and i see um as a person who loves swords myself like i see the appeal there i think that's really cool i just think that the execution wasn't great but i think the ideas are really cool yeah so i don't know i don't really love it but i like the idea what about the music the music was cool um did you know these queen songs i knew some of them some of them i didn't um but yeah i did know like maybe like half of them okay i would say um none of them are like my favorite queen song yeah but um, i think one or two were out before the movie and then the rest were written for the movie oh interesting like hammer to fall like that's Uh that was out before the movie and the ending credit one right that that was written for the movie really that was written for the movie crazy yeah Yeah, i knew that one yeah there's a queen record called a kind of magic which is basically the soundtrack of this movie oh so what do you think sam um kind of with ash i'm like i didn't dislike it but it's not like my favorite type of movie and i felt like i wanted to see more of the scotlandy bits Mm -hmm. of it and then everything that was in modern times was kind of boring to me like there was a part where i was having trouble staying awake like his whole weird romance bit but the <laughs> that lady. weird sex yeah. scene you, did, yeah. you didn't want to see more of his scotland bits no actually i did i did perk up i was like nipples <laughs> you know but, i never saw any motivation for the attraction between these two people yeah. right at all yeah. at all nope. and that's totally. what i mean like he never expressed like any emotion like towards her or for yeah. anything like a little bit for Rachel, I think it would have been more interesting if there was like something going on with him and Rachel than this random chick. Yeah, that like the fact that this was the director's cut and the Rachel thing had a backstory that wasn't previously explained is like they took like the writer was just like, oh shit, no wait, that's not that's not how Rachel's supposed to be, and like. <laughs> Yeah, they you know? kind of took away some healthy ambiguity by adding that scene in. Oh, one thing I wanted to add about the music. So we had an instructor in college who made fun of Dune for opening with a bunch of exposition. And they said, oh, it's boring. You know, put a pretty lady on there saying it. 
I feel like that was almost the same with the beginning of this movie, except they're like, ooh, put Queen in there singing about it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they're just singing yeah. the laws of Highlander. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I'm a Queen fan, but it That's really so didn't feel motivated at all to have Queen and songs in this movie. But the fact that it was basically like Queen World where everybody good, bad just on the street just was everyone rocking to Queen. out to Queen <laughs> yeah. really put this movie in a space that I enjoyed. Oh yeah, I love Yeah, the uh the Who Wants to Live Forever song, like you could be you can come down on two sides on that. You could say it was way too cheesy. You know, that just belting out this ballad of Who Wants to Live Forever while Heather is dying, but I'm completely on board with it. I liked like, it. Yeah, I thought it was cheese. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, Philly cheese steak. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it's just because I grew up with. It. I think there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. I seriously though, Nick, you should watch the anime because I, from anything we've learned from this movie and the Pokemon movie is that you would really like anime. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All we're saying is give anime a chance. Yeah. Um, so I, I think my final review of this, I kind of come down where Ash is at, which is that this was a fantastic story uh, with very mediocre storytelling. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like I love, the, I love the lore. I love the world they created, and. Uh, I was wishing for the compacted two-hour version of the series, uh, and I got it, and I'm not satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen the TV series? Uh, I've. It was one of those things where it was on any t- any hour of the day when you turn on TV for, for uh, a little while when I was younger. Oh, okay. So I've, I've definitely seen a, a great many scattering of episodes, but I, I was never like on it for the, for the full ride. Um, but yeah, this was this was cool. And for any other measurement aside from the raw storytelling of it, uh, I think it was a good movie. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. Is it, there was a lot of cool stuff in there? I think that this is. I think I would agree with all of you if I didn't have the nostalgia for it. Yeah, I think we're seeing totally this see this whole concept at work that I'm completely boxed in by the nostalgia that I had for this movie. Yeah. And the fact that I grew up for it. Because you're all making excellent points and you're right, but there are things that play on a very specific level for me here. Totally. totally. I'm down. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Ooh, I did notice one of the scenes. Um they You noticed the a lo- scene? I noticed a scene. No um, the boob one? <laughs> I did. I noticed the nipples. Actually just one nipple. Um Anyway, no, no. There was a scene when... um, There was a second nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they were on the beach. No, when Sean Connery and him were like getting weird and romantic-y fighty in the woods, that that location is totally used in Ever After. Oh, really? Yeah, Hmm. I totally recognize that woods. That's like where they're like running after the Mona Lisa painting. Like yeah, how movie. interesting would it be? Like, I, f- I just feel like you could have taken the story so many different places. Like, how interesting would it be if, like, it was a love story between him and Sean Connery and then they have to, like, face off? 
Like, what if, like, two immortals fall in love? Oh, my God. That's and, and why he's so pissed when the cop calls him a fag. The ultimate bromance. <laughs> you, you know that would never get made in 86, but that would be a very fascinating story. Yeah. I just think there's, like, all these other directions you could have taken it that would have been. But I mean, then well, that would have cut out the best part of the whole movie. So never mind. But Which that's, was the that's bad totally guy. That's true, though. Yeah. Like, the, that there were so there was so much world and like that every single one of the the immortals had a hundred maybe thousand year backstory and we get to see none of it and they were it was like they they started this movie and it was like spilling out a box of legos on the floor and instead of building something really cool with it they were just in a hurry to put it all away yeah Mm. and like like we we had that one scene in like Victorian time or whatever where that guy just kept stabbing him over and over again. And that was, it was awesome. like, <laughs> uh. yeah, but like that could have been, there could have been more. You know, they talked about it being like a party or whatever. It's like there could have been, like yeah. I wanted to see more of that timeline. Yeah. And then you know, it left like, us. It left everyone wanting more, which yeah. is like. Yeah. Cool, but I, I, yeah. I think that really might be the whole point of the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is Outlander in this like universe? No, no, no. Oh. they're not related at oh, all. Okay, but it is. I think Outlander is a little bit out late. there. <laughs> it's like this <laughs> is fifteen eighty three. I think Outlander is a little bit later, but okay. basically the same time. It's towards the end of the clans, but it's not this universe no 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 no, it is weird that they both have blank lander in the name yeah that is weird yeah and i'm sorry highlander like are all the immortals highlanders or no and in fact that was i was noticing that you guys were saying that because i remember as a kid having that realization of like wait he's the only highlander he's the highlander everybody else are immortals so it doesn't make sense to refer to Ramirez as a Highlander and Kurgan's not a Highlander. This is a story of one of the immortals, the Highlander. I'm sorry, what is a Highlander? A, a person from the Highlands of Scotland. Oh, okay. They really, they really <laughs> didn't explain that. Yeah, yeah. All of all of the Scottish clans, those are oh. Highlands. High Scottish people. Yeah. So Outlander is a story about Highlanders. See, they couldn't use the fucking name because yeah. they goddamn stole it for this movie. You could easily call Outlander Highlander, although it's more about the Outlander than the Highlanders. Okay, now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, come- it's, a, it's about a British woman <laughs> among Highlanders, so she's the Outlander. Oh, you can yeah. come. Uh, you can come paint with my mom and I, and we'll binge watch Outlander together. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring the whiskey. All right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you have Scottish whiskey from Scotland. Yeah, I I took it upon myself to get my education in whiskey in Scotland, and it was great. It's a nice way of saying drunk. Yeah, there was, there was, there was, yeah, there was in there. So what do you think, Bryce? It was all right. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not going to lie. When, uh, when, when Connor dipped his head in the bucket and flipped his hair back, I looked at Brett, and I was like... <gasps> At least it has that in common with the Little Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. If you like the show, this is part of Last Dash TV. Uh, It's 
a whole network of content. We have uh, this podcast, a YouTube channel that has a uh, drinking show with me and Ash, a cooking show, video game parodies, lots of cool stuff. Check it out. Yeah, and you can uh, check out our YouTube channel, Laugh TV, on YouTube. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Laugh TV. And you can follow this podcast on Twitter, at Let's Rewatch. And send us in your suggestions, just like Daniel did. And we'd love to watch some of your movie suggestions. So send them our way. You can also tell us if you think we're wrong. Or maybe you think we're right. Or maybe you think Nick is wrong. In particular, just... Just just tweet at us and tell us how Nick's wrong. And speaking of telling us we're wrong, please do that on a very public forum, such as iTunes and give us a review, or Google Play Music, or rate us on Libsyn. No. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you write me a script? I can There's read... literally three... And whatever, review us on Libsyn. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> you can leave us a comment there, though. Okay, that's the thing. I like how you're encouraging people to give us bad reviews. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it on. No, and I'm please, kidding. please share the podcast with your friends if you like it. We appreciate your support. So if you like the podcast, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell someone else to check it out. Yeah. Totally. And if that someone tweets at us, we'll probably talk about you on the show. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. So that's it. We'll see you again in two weeks for more Let's Rewatch. Next time, we'll be watching Santa with Muscles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan as Santa. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's so much <laughs> wrong with that. No. No Hulk.